Whether it's bad planning, bad luck, bad timing, or bad inventions, well-intentioned bad decisions have plagued history for thousands of years. Welcome to Historic Hindsight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going to talk to you about Thanksgiving. That's right, Johnny. It is our Thanksgiving Day special, and you might be wondering, well, looking at me, what the hell does the Civil War have to do with Thanksgiving? And the answer is absolutely everything, and we will get there as to why it is way more appropriate for me to be dressed like this than as a, as a pilgrim. But, or no, Thanksg- Thanksgiving, though, happened, the first one happened before we were a country. Like, the, it was this, what, 1600? When was it? Uh, yeah, 1621, allegedly. Okay, yeah. And so uh, this episode, what I wanted to do is, is, is tell the traditional story and then tell the truth. Okay, so Christopher Columbus set sail in 1492 and then had the this... first Thanksgiving with the natives, and then he signed the Declaration of Independence and freed the slaves. That's 100% everything. And so we give thanks for that. Is what we're taught. Yes. So, as this is airing on Thanksgiving, so thank you for tuning in to us as opposed to to the Washington football team versus the Cowboys, although also appropriate for Thanksgiving, Cowboys versus Indians. No, Cowboys versus. Football the Washington team, huh? football team. Okay, whatever. The red, there's uniforms the same. They just like <laughs> white mar- whited out the racist Indian head guy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. So the traditional story, if you're living under a rock and, and didn't get educated in the American education system, we all know that the pilgrims left England in 1620 seeking religious freedom. They landed on the big mountain boulder Plymouth Rock to a this barren... Is, this, was, this was Mayflower, San, yeah, yeah, Santa yeah. Maria... Uh, no, that's uh, that's Christopher Columbus. Nina, Nina, this... Yes, uh, the pilgrims left on the Nina, the Santa Maria, and the Pinta... <laughs> Uh, and uh, they landed on Plymouth Rock uh, to, uh, you know, and they wanted to set up their new colony, but it was a barren wasteland. There was no people that were around. No. There was no yeah. civilization that was around. It was just but woods, luckily, and they forged a new country, basically. Yes, and there was one little Indian boy who came up and said, I will teach you how to grow maize, and they were all amazed because they had never seen corn before. They're like, what is this mythical creature? I, a native person on yes. a land that nobody had seen before yeah just uh, a no crazy, european yeah walked up and talked to them yeah but, uh, in, Eng- it, in english like fluent ha- english was like hey mm. let me help you guys out here uh and then ha- that's they, fortuitous and, and then he fed you know he taught he taught the he taught the pilgrims how to uh, how to grow crops uh how to hunt the local wildlife and they had this wonderful feast uh uh in, in November, where they yeah. where they thanked each other, they brought the Indians together. There was no war, there was no slaughtering. Everybody lived in peace, and they well, were no, all thankful they gathered for, for God's. Yeah. yeah, they were all thankful for God's glorious bounty. That well, also thankful for the land that God gave them to settle on in their new lives, as you know these. Um, uh, what they they re, re, religious freedom is that yes religious freedom seekers. for religious uh, freedom yeah, yeah. Called, called the pilgrims so mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's the story that we're told and and you're saying that this is there's there's small bits of it that are there's untrue. Some small bits of it that are untrue so first off 
that there so I'll I'll dispel it. There was in fact a feast that happened in 1621 after the after the pilgrims landed. Um but it was not the first feast between white men and Native Americans. That actually would happen in Florida in 1565 when the newly landed Spanish uh, met the Temucuan people and uh, and had their own feast because uh, the the Spanish had a little bit of a different uh, tact with the native population than, okay. than the English did. Um, they tried to incorporate the natives into their religious culture, so they tried okay. to civilize Co- the natives. So, so they, they they were on a conversion path, and yes. and the the English were on a, um, a demolition path. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So um, so right off the bat, we it's not even the first actual like. Native Americans sitting down with with white men. Right. It's also not but, the first feast of a yeah, harvest like that. Since the first man planted a grain in the ground and cultivated that grain, there have been seasonal feasts to celebrate the yeah. harvest. This is like a ten thousand, twenty thousand year old tradition. Thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not new. No. It's and it hey, we start... have an abundance right now, and we have enough for the winter. Let's make the best of it right now so that you know we store the other stuff because it's not going to keep very well anyway but yeah you eat all the good stuff and have a great big feast and a fall harvest and festival and like that's that's what like the 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 fall uh equinox yes fall equinox yeah you hit the that's the but that's pagan johnny and and we are christians so we don't that's yeah we they they, we don't adhere to any pagan we don't uh, no no so uh so i have to speaking of religion um that's the big thing that we're taught in school is that the pilgrims left england england seeking religious freedoms right because they were being persecuted or something they weren't yes because because the church of england the church of england had had it out for the Mm -hmm. for the puritan church and so like they wouldn't let them practice their way um, but this is a this is a big misnomer and is actually complete and total BS because in reality when the the original Puritans left England they they just went over to Holland who was like yeah come on you can practice whatever kooky religion you want like we don't care <laughs> in typical Holland fashion yeah whatever you like, want to do it yeah do you. You, you just go over just there and chill. do you and then we'll do us and it's fine yeah. yeah sure come on over so they had already discovered the freedom to practice their religion. Well, but in a pretty small country, and I'm sure they wanted, you know, more land. They wanted to stretch out, spread, you know, spread their well, roots. And that country still had its own rules. It still had its own laws that the, that the Puritan society had to abide by. So there was a group of Puritans who was looking at the New World as an opportunity. Hey, there is money and riches to be made in the New World, and we can start our own nation. So a Christian nation, a theocracy where the only rule of law is our rule of law and uh, and if you don't believe our rule of law you will either get executed or ousted from the society so they okay, were trying so to okay so of the, the ex- first radical group that left the church seeking their radical religious freedom in quotes mm-hmm. the more radicals of that group left again because because the puritan church yes because the puritan church itself was too liberal and which is probably why they wiped out the you know the native savages because they they didn't live by their puritan laws right yeah. and so they were so, doing god's work yeah they were doing they were doing god's work so instead of actually seeking religious freedom what they were really doing is the exact opposite yep. trying to set up a religious country where there was absolutely no religious freedom other well, than 
you're, you know, you're free, you're, to, yeah. you're you're free, free to believe to practice our, their yes, religion in our way. Pretty, otherwise, no, that's get, pretty get, straightforward. Get out, yeah. get out. They're also the term pilgrim is completely and totally made up because they at, they at no point in time did they ever call themselves pilgrims. They called themselves separatists because they were separating from the larger Puritan church. So was Pilgrims was just like a some historian made it up, like a like a Shakespearean uh, historian made the word up, or is pre- it... pretty pretty much what happens is in the 1830s in the New England area uh, when they start recognizing Thanksgiving as a thing, yeah, and going back through their history, they're like, hey, this group of people that first settled here, they were pilgrims, and they just made it up. They like. Because Just they're, pilgr- they're pilgrimage, yeah. Well, it's 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 from pilgrimaging to the new world. You know? okay. they're, yeah. they're pilgrims. Okay. So by that definition, like everybody who came to the new world is a pilgrim. Because okay, so they're all right. So technically, know, they the are world. they were pilgrims, but that they didn't call themselves pilgrims. You just have to go with a loose definition. That's fine. It's like technically the Washington football team is the Washington football team, but we all well, no. know like, we all page, know what like, their real name is. Football team. Mm-hmm. Just, that's it. Just it, football yep. team. <laughs> uh, the separatists weren't even the first Europeans to Pennsylvania, though. This is also always overlooked. We think we're told in the story that they landed on Pilgrim Rock and nobody was there before. It's an undis- right. uncharted, undiscovered land, right? And, and this isn't me being my normal sarcastic pain in the butt where I'm like, the Indians were there. No, like legitimately, were, well, they white men... Yeah, also, oh, white, else, yeah, yeah, yeah. White men had already, already explored this area. Johnny Smith, you uh, yourself in 1608, you did it. You explored Pennsylvania extensively, oh, and yeah. uh, and uh, <laughs> I took I took care of that pesky inhabited land issue that these uh, new pilgrims might have in- encountered had I not been there. <laughs> right? How uh, you might ask? Well, diseases, but we'll get there. Uh, Henry <laughs> Hudson is actually also a Dutch explorer who explored Pennsylvania in 1609. Because, again, another thing that our history books do a just piss poor job is that, like, it wasn't just the English that were running to the New World. It wasn't just the Spanish that were running to the New World. Like, everybody. Yeah. Well, there's was like a whole, the there's like a whole Pennsylvania Dutch culture and, and, and everything. And it, like, we pretended like, all the you English mean, came over and set it all up, and then the Dutch came over, and they're like, oh, we're all going to live here in your nice, free America that we love, instead yeah. of them just, like... There's a whole Amish culture that speaks German that came... But, hey, you know what? Whatever. Anyway. Look, there was a lot of fanatical churches that thought setting up a theocracy was a great idea, yeah. and a land that was uninhabited that they could just take. So... To make this uh, matters worse, like I said, so the white men were there before, and this is going to come real important in the future because uh, because those white men were exploring this area, uh, the land, while technically was uninhabited when they landed on Pilgrim Rock uh, or Plymouth Rock, uh, it, 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 it was uninhabited because the disease killed off the city that was there. I can't stress this enough. There was, uh, there was a group of Native people called the Pawtuckets. They were in what is Plymouth Rock now today. They had a city already established. It had a vibrant trade route. It had roads. It had a stream and a and a and a, a what is that called? With a well? It's not a well, but you know what I mean, like a where you uh, can draw water, like yeah, natural the, water. Yeah, uh, um, they have them the aqueducts. Yes, it had cultivated land. 
that was already being farmed, that was already vibrant, set up. There were houses, there were structures. This yeah. was a they, city. Yeah, they were walking into the set of Last Man on Earth, not the set of Lost. Yes. Uh, so um, it, it was uninhabited because when the, 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 the Separatists landed, well, all, all the Pawtucket people had died. From disease. On account of the smallpox blankets we gave him. <laughs> On account of the smallpox blankets <laughs> that we gave him. Although, well, we, did, we hadn't started that trend yet. It was just inadvertently giving him smallpox oh, because all these diseases and stuff. Well, Johnny Smith, you're disease ridden coming over on a boat for the last two months, yeah. not showering, not having proper hygiene, coming up and shaking people's hands. I, I love well, all the, the first-hand <laughs> accounts from natives that just talk about how filthy and awful and disgusting the white men were and like they're like we had to teach him how to bathe and like that you should <laughs> bathe like what are they doing uh, another big fun thing about the whole the plymouth rock story is that rock that we talk about as plymouth rock. right yeah now, in our picture it crashed books, into like this huge, this huge rock, rock and then they had to take their little sub uh the canoe boat whatever you know the the pass from the ship to the, la the yeah. land right uh, the the actual rock they hit is like the size of my kegerator. Like it's a it's a. How it's, big is your kegerator? It's a stone. This right here, it's a stone. It's you know, it's not. It's how. But the real Plymouth Rock is like you didn't land on a boulder or a rock. You landed on the beach that happened to have a rock on it, and you're like, it's Plymouth so they, Rock. They hit, they hit like a sandbar that happened to have a rock. In it, it did. <laughs> and yes, then they're like, yeah. "Um, yeah, oh, this this big rock." And can if you, you go, go see Plymouth Rock, yes, is yes, it, is there it a is there's a tourist site? attraction. Oh. There's a big. Can you like buy a, a life size replica to take home? Uh, you probably like styrofoam? could. Yeah, we'll no, go no, in the no, woods no, and no. find a big rock, and you're probably okay. It literally, <laughs> like, there's like it's on the beach. There's a there's a like fancy velour rope thing that's around it. Yes, you can go. Uh. There's pictures. I will put a picture up on it when i do the editing of this because yes, i think tourism can. might be the reason i hate history because everywhere i've gone that's historical is just the pit like to bunker try to hill. get through or see anything bunker hill I, you, I was i always thought was like this mountain that the british had to climb up it's it's it, it, if you didn't call it a hill, you wouldn't have even known it was a hill is it, it like a, a central slight, indiana it's sledding like, hill it's like a slight <laughs> incline hump so not it's not, not a, even like a good central Indiana sledding no, hill. Not, not even, even that. Good, not even a good central Indiana sledding hill. It's just a hump. Uh, to be clear, central case, Indiana is so, awful for sledding hills. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awful for everything actually, except for growing corn. You can grow lots of corn in central Indiana. Lots of these guys. Right for the picking. Growing central Indiana. Um, so. Speaking of Squanto, we talked about him, the little little Indian boy that came he, out and he spoke English, right? He's the one that and spoke you, perfect and you English. Question, and you question that, like, how on earth? Well, I, I, I assume it's because God gave this land to the people, and so he sent them his own little messenger boy or whatever to, to help, help them survive. Um, they but, yeah. call him, my name is Squanto. Yeah, yeah, oh, like man. coming down, Thanks, coming TV. down from the sky. So he was a real person that did exist. His name was, uh, I'm going to butcher it, Tisquantum. But since we can't pronounce that, and I can't pronounce that, his name is Squanto because it's way easier to pronounce than Tisquantum. Well, because white men wrote history. Well, 
Yeah. 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 Well, and to be fair, natives, they do, they like, they're at least the, the Wampanoag, the Pawtuckets, the, the Pequots, they're, they were superstitious people. So they didn't like to give white men their real name. Um, that's why like Pocahontas, we call her Pocahontas, <laughs> yeah. but that wasn't her real name. That's why we call him Squanto and not. Yeah, that was a heavy play. It worked, it worked kinda... out really well for them to keep that secret. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely survived our shenanigans. Mm. Which, by the way, we're like 30 minutes in and I haven't dropped an F-bomb or anything. I feel like we're, this is family friendly. Well, you, can, ish. you can gather all your little children around and they can learn the real. Uh, it'll be TV, like. TV like 13 or something. TV 11, 13. Yeah, maybe. close enough. Anyways, so Tisquantuam or, or Squanto uh, was a part of the Pawtucket people. He was living in the village that's out by Plymouth Rock at before the Separatists got there. Uh, but he was one of the unfortunate ones when the white men came before to get picked up and sold into slavery. I mean, ah. uh, servitude helping this. Uh, they they brought him back. They as gave a, him the opportunity to travel the world. Yeah, they gave him the opportunity to travel the world and be a zoo exhibit. So like, hey, look, look, other white men. There's a brown man. Well, Crazy. And not only that, though, uh, because of the aforementioned cleanliness of natives, they were, they were all blown away by like, how soft their hair was and like their yeah just their, their their entire physique was like nothing they've they'd seen before so uh yeah yeah and so, so it was it was he was yeah it was a circus show so squanto he was picked up in 1614 and, and sold into slavery he bounced back between the spanish and the english we do know that he spent several years in england uh which which, which is where he learned english cuz well yeah, you're gonna you're gonna because when you don't do the thing the right way, and Massa get mad at you, and he hit you. Eventually, you know, like you learn yeah. what his words mean. Yeah, you start doing things, and until he stops hitting you, once he stops, you're like, "Oh, that's what that means," and you're it's, you file that away. It's Pavlov's dog taken to uh, a uh, different it's, level. Oh, it's a pretty abusive Pavlov. Speaking of Pavlov's dog, <laughs> my wife has got this is sidebar. This has nothing to do with Thanksgiving, but it's fun stories. So my wife has got all the cats. We have a herd of cats because we're right. those people, and we keep collecting them because like we don't want to see them get run over. Because you cars, live, you live in a town of sixty three, and they need to be fed. Yes. So, uh, but the wife has them trained. She sings the uh, she sings the the meowmix. I want chicken. I <laughs> yeah. want liver. And and it only works for her. If I sing it, it doesn't work. If the kids sing, it doesn't work. But when she sings it, it doesn't matter where they are in the house. Uh, those cats are come a running. It is yeah. Pavlov's dog. Well, yeah. So they they, they they hear they understand the tone, not the words. Mm -hmm. So Squanto he learned through Pavlov's dog uh, how to how to speak English. English. He would eventually make his way back, and history's not exactly clear here, but he would eventually make his way back to Plymouth in 1619. He was essentially released from servitude. It's like, hey, we got, we got bored with this zoo exhibit. Send it back. Right. Or they got better specimen. It could be, could be true as well. Women. Uh, and when he, made nope. back, you know, when he made his way back to Plymouth in 1619, he looked at his village of all the other Pawtucket people and went, crap, they're all dead. Uh-oh. Because they were. They were all like just... <laughs> It's like in a it's 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 the it's the first episode of Walking Dead where the yep. dude wakes up and he goes outside and there's nobody around, like it's that. Mm -hmm. So well, yeah, there's people around, but they're they're rotted away and it's just like yeah. Walking Dead, Johnny. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen uh, it. 
obviously. Well, don't, don't. After the first season, nah, it gets what awful. Gonna, don't worry yeah, about after, that. After the first season, it gets awful. Now, so he's got a choice to make. Uh, there, the Pawtucket people, there are basically a war tribe of the Wampanoag people, who are the larger tribe of the okay. areas. Think of, think of, you know, Noblesville, Indiana versus Indianapolis, Indiana. Like, Indianapolis a city inside of a state area. or county or territory. Exactly. So he can go back to the Wampanoag people, but they're a little distrustful of him because, well, they saw that white men magically can kill you off without even doing anything to you because they spread disease. Yep. So they're a little fearful. Like that. <laughs> they're a little fearful of anybody who's had any real contact with white man. And this is a guy who now is sort of, he, he spent four years in England. He's sort of been indoctrinated to the, the white European way. It's, well, it's and this, I'm sure it's there, odd. he's also, caught between two worlds. There's also this part of the the white folk with their god that you know they're sitting there claiming that their god is the reason all of them are dying because he's yes. giving them this land, True. and so they're you know being spiritual superstitious people. It's like so did their god is like he you know inhabiting or messing with Squanto. Because he's you know, siding with them or whatever, and he might have he's so they're use a little. Us. So he's never really brought conspiracy yeah, theorists. It is a conspiracy theorist. So in sixteen, you know, in sixteen twenty, when the when the separatists will arrive, um, it's not odd to think that uh, Squanto, who was kind of this guy caught between two worlds, would would run to them and go, "Hey, I re- you speak English? I speak English. I remember you guys. Hey, um, so." He, he he's like that that annoying kid you. that like got kicked out of all the groups and like some new kids come and he's like oh hey guys yeah yeah I know I know everybody everybody's super cool let me tell no. you about them these are the guys that don't like me for this reason these are the guys that don't like me for that reason these are the other guys that don't like me but hey you guys like me right I can help you let me show you how to grow corn it's great so, you'll love it it's delicious <laughs> I mean you have to like grind it for a long time and turn it into like a meal thing because it's not sweet corn but you know. It's okay. That'll, that'll uh, so, come hundreds so, of years later after a yeah. lot of human intervention. So me and Johnny, we went to Hanover College together. Uh, Johnny, do you remember that I, Hanover yeah. College had an anthropology department? Uh, the the Ivy League of the Midwest? Yeah. yeah. Had, had of a, the had Midwest three, Small Liberal Arts Schools? Yes. I mean, had yeah. like three three people no, that I, were part of the – yeah. They, there was an anthropology I knew, department. I knew they had an anthropology class. I thought they only had like 101. There was like, th- there was like three kids that were in it every – anyways <laughs> – as a sociology major, I had to take some anthropology classes, and uh, and their big thing was ethnographies. And if you're not familiar with ethnography, essentially what an ethnography is is exactly Sounds what Johnny racist. just said. It's that weird kid that goes to the to the man exploring the 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 culture and tells him everything about the culture. In most parts, think think about your family. We're all gathered for Thanksgiving dinner. We're having food, or we just had food, or we're, we're waiting for the food, depending Happy on where you're at. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And we all have that family member that, that talks a bit too much. The gossiper. The gossiper. And they don't really represent the outside community. But if you have a family member that's bringing in a new girlfriend or a boyfriend or uh, an animal, you know, whatever your, your, your flavor may be, they're the first ones to go up and, like, start gossiping to that new person in the group. Sure. Now imagine writing down all their information. How accurate do you think the, that gossip is going to be of your family as a whole? Well, writing Probably, it down and then extrapolating it and applying it to everybody. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So probably. So you're not. saying that like it, it's it's small data point work. It's yes. they're getting an individual viewpoint and extrapolating an entire culture out of that. Yes. That seems That's, reckless. This is Squanto. Okay. He has one small data point coming up to you and and being that weird guy that's caught yeah. between two worlds and, and has like, no oh, you can go, so you can like, okay, answer my yeah. questions, so I'll ask them of you. Yeah. So we get a lot of information wrong about the native peoples because of situations like this, and uh, and maybe our oral traditions and stories are a little bit wrong. So I'm going to go into the feast itself, the feast. Of Thanksgiving, the 1621 first feast, we have successfully harvested our crop. Right? Okay, now everybody has traditional Thanksgiving foods, and I assume, well, since I was a small child, I assumed that we replicated uh, oh, we'll what the original then. feast was. All right, so the food itself, but, so the, the <sighs> turkey, there was wild turkey, in fact, available. To yeah. the native people and to the the separatists, just from the surrounding area, there was yeah. there was a ton of wild birds, big old dumb birds. But there's no evidence that they actually ate said said dumb birds at the first feast. We do know that there was three deer that were brought, but we have no evidence. Okay, you want to know why people wrote about birds. the deer and not the birds? Because the deer were special and the birds Yeah, weren't. and the birds are like, God, we're having turkey again. That always makes me tired. And then I get bored during the Cowboys football team football game and fall asleep. <laughs> that could be it. Uh, some other traditional foods that we all have. Uh, there's corn, which obviously. Yep, sweet corn, corn. We got yeah. that. Yep. Corn, corn, uh, cornbread. There's yeah, it, uh, corn uh, in many different varieties. Potatoes and yams. We had those, right? Mm-hmm. Delicious potatoes. Uh, yeah. I hate to break it to you. Those the knife, those weren't in the United States yet. Mashed potatoes? Nope. No. Sweet taters? Nope. From Idaho. No potatoes. Nope. The Idaho. Those were, those were brought in. Potato. <laughs> those weren't nuts. It wasn't natural Idaho potatoes. <laughs> no. So there's no sweet potatoes. Uh, we all, we, you know, we, we, there's stuffing, right? And we stuff the turkey bread. with some yeah, bread, with right? Croutons and we or have, something. Like and we celery. have rolls. Yeah. There was uh, no wheat grown yet in Plymouth and there were no ovens yet in Plymouth so there was definitely well, no bread but fire like fire oven like pizza they made I'm sure no but right? no, no no actual oven that would have been that would have been used for for bread and even if there wasn't but oven, they what about their no, import system Johnny, I'm sure they had no, ships coming no, in with cargo there's no wheat they didn't have wheat with them yet no. so there's no and you need wheat for bread I mean, otherwise you get cornbread. There might have been cornbread. Corn there you go. Bread. Cornbread stuffing. Watch the movie Life. Uh, the yeah, Trish maybe watched Life, but it was glory. There's a Wait. scene in it. There's a scene in it where one prisoner is trying to get the other prisoner's oh. cornbread, and he looks at him. And he says, "Mother effer can't have my cornbread." <laughs> there's a Great. there's um also a like Discovery or National Geographic type documentary called Life or something similar to that that I thought you were talking about for a Going second like i got really excited that you might have seen it no that's uh, not what i was talking about okay um pies there would also have been no pies because again there was no way no to oven. bake well no but you don't have to bake a pie because pie. if you just get the crust from the store and then you put the pumpkin filling in it and then you can make that <laughs> over a fire that's fine yeah, probably that's fine. no okay. problem uh so all of our traditional foods that we have are kind of 
There's definitely no green bean casserole because that stuff came out of the 1950s. Uh, all the casseroles, gosh. Get out of here with those. The <laughs> so 1950s, there was probably... Every... Mm, sorry, right, we're not going to get on to a 1950s food thing. The Jello <laughs> kick and all that, the gel- gelatin everything, hot dogs and jello. Get out of Get out of here with the, the hot dogs generation and stuff. Oh my god, that's glory! I love the look. There was I, on the back of a can of spam. There was a recipe uh, uh, for like this macaroni and cheese spam casserole thing that was straight out of the fifties. Just looked god awful. My my wife came up with a theory that all the gelatin meals were a uh, way for the nineteen fifties housewives to subtly subtly get back at their uh, husbands. Okay, that's that, that actually probably I can hold it. I mean, it wasn't subtle, but I believe so, that theory. So we jumped ahead a little bit, but yeah, essentially all of our traditional foods were kind of, in reality, what they would have had, they would have had uh, squash, there would have been pumpkin, there would have been ham. corn, some types of, yeah. no, ham. no ham, there would have been some type of uh, bean, and Likely venison or wild bird <laughs> that was probably smaller than said turkey. Like a pheasant. A pheasant, quail, things of that nature. Yep. Yeah, the whole cranberry sauce. I Don't quote me on this one, but I don't think cranberries were around yet either. So no, no can of jelly no cranberries where, where you're, cranberries you're shaking. are natural to. They're some watery area. Well, I know how they're grown, but I don't know where they originally yeah, came from. But it definitely probably wasn't the gel- Asia. It wasn't in the gelatin where you shake it and, right. and it and looks exactly you, like make, you make a so slice. You, you slice of it. Knife. Oh, it's so good. Uh, that's my. That might be one of my favorite Thanksgiving days. I literally just favorite. eat turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, and rolls on Thanksgiving. So that's it. For me, this, this Keep is what it I simple, do for Thanksgiving. Stupid. No, no, no. This is what I do for Thanksgiving. I get all the, all the good. In one bite, in one bite, this is my favorite way to eat Thanksgiving. I get a bite of turkey. Oh, you mix foods? I put a little bit of, I put a little stuffing on said fork. I do eat stuffing. I, I put a little cranberry goo on said fork, and I eat it all at once. Oh, so good. Sweet, savory, starchy, delicious. And and everything stuff. I take the gravy ladle, the turkey gravy ladle, and I take my whole plate. Doesn't matter if it's sweet. Doesn't matter if it's savory. I take the gravy ladle, and I just just pour it all on everything. You are a monster. No, it's delicious. A monster. Now, actually, Thanksgiving is one of the only days of the year that I do mix food, um, which yep. is why I only eat turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, and bread and stuffing, because all of those foods you mix. mix. Okay. And like, you gotta have go you, well. no deviled eggs, Johnny. Oh, ew, what deviled eggs? Tom, what kind of American are you? You think they I had eat, like, deviled 50, eggs at the first Thanksgiving? I eat fifty of those in a shot, Ugh. like before we even get like I'm already full before we even get to Thanksgiving from the deviled eggs. I've been sneaking the whole day. Anyways, we got we've got sidetracked. So the first feast, the first feast, sixteen twenty one, the first feast. There is absolutely no historical evidence that the separatists invited the natives to the to the feast. Okay. Zero, zero evidence of it. Um, no, no, like no formal written invitations found no, in a no bottle invitations. Yeah, no formal written invitations found. No reference in, 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 in the separatist histories of this feast. Like them because being invited. It was, again, because it was no big deal. It was just a thing they did every year. Uh, well, well, the feast itself was no big deal. It was a thing they did every year. They had a successful harvest. They did a yeah. feast. That's, that's no big deal. Uh, but the whole, like, they didn't, but the Indians coming was a little bit of an anomaly 
And they did they did make it there, but the Wampanoag people, their their oral tradition itself doesn't go back that far, so there's no reference in their history of this event ever. So what likely happened is you had Squanto and a couple of his Pawtucket band that were left that we do know were farming, like literally across the brook right next to Plymouth, and were probably just happened to be walking by, and they're like, oh, smells good over here. And they're like, hey, we got these couple of deer with us. Do you want to, like, you want to, like, we'll team up and you'll have some meat. We'll have some corn together. It'd be, and they were like, good to go. Yeah. That's probably, it was probably yeah. more of an accident as opposed to, a, like, a planned thing. Yeah, it, it was, they were strolling around the neighborhood, take, you know, having a walk. And their overzealous neighbor who bought a pig that was too big and was having an over-the-fire roast saw them walking by and was like, hey, roasting this pig, we got plenty for everybody. There's beer in the fridge. You guys want to stop by? That's great. It was that guy. I uh, I have officially tapped I, my keg. Oh, and then also, while you're at it, do you want to follow our religion or we'll kill you? <laughs> there is that. There is that, Johnny. So where does our Thanksgiving tradition actually stem from? Like, where, right. Why like, do we celebrate why Thanksgiving? Do we, why are we here okay, every day? If, it, if not here? actually... From that, when did it start? Which we know it wasn't from that. So, well, there is the whole first time that Thanksgiving is referenced as the term Thanksgiving. Okay, and but when did it, well, we, okay. And that's going to happen, holiday, though. Johnny, that's going to happen in 1638. You got to follow 1638. Me 1638, right. the first actual Thanksgiving. Buckle up. Buckle up, it happens. And, and in 1638, the first term Thanksgiving is actually given after the separatists massacre the Pequot people at the end of the Pequot War. I'm sorry. The term Thanksgiving mm-hmm. occurred after there was a feast. Genocide. After genocide. <laughs> after genocide, yeah. Yeah. So what happens is there's a Pequot War that goes on. Uh, the pilgrims aren't the most uh, separatists, aren't the most, you know, like inevitably there's going to be conflict. You say potato, I say potato. You like mashed taters, I like the yams. You know, uh, yeah, you're, you're gonna have that human. Yeah, whatever. So the war lasted would would start in 1636 and would last in 1638. There essentially was an already ongoing war between the Mohegan people and the uh, the Pequot people. Okay. The, uh, so did the, the separatists join up with the Mohegans, and then the separatists join up with the Mohegans. Now is this is this the last of the Mohegans, or is that no? This different... is the that's Mohican. Okay. These are Mohegan, two different two different two different tribes that sound very similar. See, they so, shouldn't have been allowed to do that. They should have had to change names or something. That's too like where was where was the trademarking going on right here? <laughs> right. This is ridiculous. <laughs> So the uh, the Mohegan people ally themselves up with the the separatists. There is a series of feasts to between 1636 and 1637 that that solidify that alliance. Like, hey, look, you don't like these people. We kind of want their land. So why don't we join up and fight them? Hey, to solidify this alliance, why don't we have a feast to celebrate it? So the very first one was around 1637, where this alliance begins. I kind of love that all of humanity is just basically centered around eating. <laughs> right like all every every time you like you know people are welcomed into your home or something like you you it's to you feed them at some dinner party or whatever like royalty is always like you know sharing their dishes and everybody's sharing their you know food through culture and everything else and it's all just we just really like food 
We really do just like food. So uh, there was a series of battles that take place, but the last one is on the Fairfield Swamp Fight, which uh, which culminates in only 200 Pequot people surviving the war. Most of them were women and children that were sold into slavery either to the Mohegan tribe or or to the separatists into the West Indies, and the rest were just completely slaughtered. So probably around several thousand, maybe total. Yeah, like we don't know what 200 out of how yeah, we many, don't. but... Around 200 were, were still but alive. 200's Most not of them much, were women and, and then they're all, so that was so they're they're gone. They're done, right? So like after that's... yeah, so after the last you know after the uh, the the Fairfield Swamp fight, um, there was Should another have been feast. the last of the Pequots or whatever. Last of the Pequots. Uh, after the last of the Pequots, there was there was a feast when they said Thanksgiving. They said, they said, oh, we are thankful for, to God, what God for letting us, us smite these people. God, God gave us the ability to just not have any sort of conscience or humanity and just murder people outright and sell them into horrific slavery conditions. Yeah. And, and Great. Good yeah. times. So now we fast Happy forward Thanksgiving, a little bit. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. So yeah. we fast forward a little bit. For? We fast forward a little bit. Thanksgivings are always going on. Everybody's always thankful at feasts. We've established that. So now when America separates from England, it becomes the freest country of all free countries. And it's America and we're all free and we have the freedom to do whatever we want. Right. 1492. 1492. Uh, George Washington himself, after defeating the British at the Battle of Saratoga, would, would ask for a day of thanks. Again, he would ask for a day of thanks when the war was finally over. And again, when he becomes a president, he asks for a day of thanks when the Constitution is ratified. So this dude's if, just thanking everybody, basically. He's thanking also, everybody. If we're going to be doing the Thanksgiving this way, why don't we have three a year? I would be well, all right with that. Hold on, hold on, hold on here. Follow me. So every president after that point would always declare a day of thanks, uh, minus Jefferson, who didn't have anything to be thankful about at all because he had like 50 million children. So it was hard for him to like. It's like, man, I got all these kids. Like, well, if you he's have like, guys, have you than... seen my life? What do I yeah. have to be thinking for? <laughs> exactly. So it, it kind of just became a tradition in the United States to have a day of thanks that was issued by the president for whatever various reasons. Now, why am I in my Civil War uniform? Yeah. Why are we in the hearts and potatoes of it? Yeah. So, so far, in, we've only gotten up to 1776 ish. So, in 1863, the first official Thanksgiving and the first official federal holiday, and what starts Thanksgiving as a federal holiday on the fourth Thursday of the month, the last thir- or the last Thursday of the month, whatever, however, yeah, the last Thursday yeah. of the month of November, it gets declared as Thanksgiving. And it now gets Tom, declared as Thanksgiving now by. I. I'm really bad with dates and history and everything else, but 1863 rings a bell for some reason. Yes, it rings a bell because we are in the middle of a civil war, Johnny. Ah, is that what it is? A war, a war the between the one. states, a war of northern Let's... aggression or southern aggression or a war of free slaves, however you want to call it. A war of, wah, we want to own people. <laughs> or, or, we lost the election and we're mad. But anyways, there is a war going on. There's a civil war. It's been raging now for several years. Uh, there, there has been lots of bloodshed. And Abraham Lincoln, uh, the Union Army has now had a great victory at Vicksburg. They've had a great victory at Gettysburg. The Confederates are now out of the north they're on the run and the war the, the, it's the, the theater of war is shrinking well war's over 
They've, uh, they've won not it. ended. We've got a couple more years left. But it is shrinking. And so, so Abraham Lincoln himself orders a day of thanks. I've Again, got, uh, every time we're thanking we're doing these day of thanks is because people have died. Yes. Well, and, and, this, every time. And, yes, and this day of thanks is essentially like what he sees is, look, we've been engaged in the Civil War. But the uh, well, let me read a quote from his 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 yeah, declaration. Yeah. It, says, it says, "In the midst of the Civil War, unequaled in magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite or provoke their aggression, peace has preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. While that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies of the navies of the Union." So essentially, what he's saying is. Somehow, through this through this period of war, we are able in the north. He's kind of ignoring the south. Why they talk the so north, funny back then? I don't know. In the north, essentially, <laughs> what he's saying is that we're able to continue our industrial manufacturing. We're able to continue our agricultural. Basically, growth. life's we're going on, to, but except for the whole people biting on the front lines. Yeah, he he stopped foreign intervention in the war. Like France didn't intervene, England didn't. No, intervene, nobody were, came oh, in to close. try to take us back they were over. Close. Yes, nobody came in. So he's he's created world peace. Well, at least world peace in regards to the United States. He's created a a a country that nobody wants any part of. Yeah. They're like, wait, <laughs> yeah. they still have slavery over there, and yeah, half of them are fighting for it. No, like we we got rid of that a little bit ago. Like, Um, no thanks. But what he's essentially saying is, even through this whole time of war, people are able to go about essentially their daily lives with minimal intervention, minus in the theater of war, which you know it's shrinking. I mean, it is it is legitimately the United you know the Union has has taken over the the Mississippi at this point. It is it is going it is shrinking, and so from that henceforth. The last Thursday of the month, he specifically laid out as a federal holiday, a day of thanks. Yeah. That, my friends at home, is why I'm wearing a union uniform, because the true meaning of Thanksgiving is the death to all the dirty, dirty rebels flying their dirty, dirty rebel flag. To hell with you and your slave-loving ways. We are a free people who love freedom as long as it doesn't interfere with the corporation overlords. We we wholeheartedly thank every one of our five subscribers. Actually, we have seventy six now as of recording this. So well, seventy four now probably. Probably, but we do <laughs> we do th- wholeheartedly thank everyone for joining us. We we wholeheartedly we are as small of a channel as we are. We are super humbled that anybody listens to us ramble for 20 40 50 minutes 60 minutes oh, it's been 52 on whatever at topics. least yeah who knows uh please support us you know by liking and subscribing you know join us on our other especially civil war in hindsight we're really putting a lot of effort into that one please please join us over there uh because it, it'll take you away from the current civil war that we're probably going to be well be involved i think in it, i think it's just a little bit of foreshadowing you can kind of understand and see what's happening in real time in history um and yeah if you've made it this far with us give us a subscription give us the give the video a like and and, uh, and always give us give us some ideas we've 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 we're approaching quickly quickly approaching a year uh of doing this so by all means if you have ideas of things that you want to hear last week's episode was one of our random subscribers talked about one of his great 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 granddaddies who murdered a lot of indians so if you have family well, members that you want to talk about to be fair enslaved, to be fair and enslaved uh so so by all means subscribe give us comments give us you know if, if we're if you think we're ugly shuds that should shut up tell us that too we will ignore you because this is america and we can do what we want 
but you know by all means that's it for this week in historic hindsight thanks for listening be sure to subscribe rate and review and join us next week when we talk about mormons